I'm Ray Ritchie, and I'm a tech analyst. I'm Georgia Dow, and I'm a psychotherapist. And you're playing Pokemon again while we're trying to record. I don't know what you're talking about. I deny uh, everything. Ah, uh, you quit for so long, and now you're back. I know. It pulled me back in. Yeah, I got frustrated because it seemed like they were adding... They were just adding things that were so tedious to make you do them. And it was like the opposite of retention for me. It's like, how can we make this game more miserable so that you do it less? It's not bad enough you're never going to get a shiny. It's not bad enough that you're going to have to do like 100 of these tasks just to level up. We're going to make it more tedious. Well, what they want to do is they don't want to give you all of the treats very quickly, right? So they want you to feel like you've earned them. So after a while, if you... if Every, if getting everything is easy, you turn off the game very quickly. And so what ends up happening is some people, the, the type A completionists, will play the game for maybe now eight hours because they yeah. have to get everything done. You, which maybe played, you were the casual person that played it, maybe play it for whatever, no, 30 see, minutes. They broke me. They broke, so initially when they first did items where you had to get yes. special evolution items yes. and you only got them every so many spins, yes. I did everything. Like I, And yes, I was writing for iMore at the time, so it, it was a business was incentive worth, to do yes. it. But I was relentless. I went downtown to spin more stops until I got those items because it was ultimately under my control. If yeah. I put in more effort, I'd be rewarded. Then they did the first shiny event and I played for days. I played until the last possible second and I didn't get one. I remember. Because it was ran they use random number generation to determine everything. And unlike the mainline games, there's no alternate mechanic. Like in the mainline games, you can link, like you can catch only the same Pokemon to increase your odds of getting a shiny. And when I realized that, I hit learned helplessness. Right. And I'm like, no matter how much I play, there's a chance I won't get it. So it's not worth putting that much effort in anymore. Okay, but for them, on the gaming side, you being a more casual gamer, you weren't at a time, but you've become the more casual gamer, it's still a net win for them because they get some people that will spend more money, spend more time. And so I don't want to say that they don't care that they've lost you. But they don't care they lost me. But it probably still ends up more profitable for them because if it wasn't bad. more profitable, they would switch it. I just think it's bad game design. Like, And we've talked about this before. Game design is very similar to casino design where the job is to keep you playing for as long as possible. And they do that by sometimes dynamically increasing or decreasing difficulty. Like if you're going too fast, yeah. they'll increase the challenge. If you're going too slow, they'll lower the challenge. It's like this, the casino never wants you to see the outdoors because right. it'll remind you right. of the, the right. game never wants you to put it down in frustration because it'll be a while before you pick it up. But, and they don't care. They will stick to randomness no matter what. But what they end up looking at is the cost versus the benefit. If in the end they still make a net profit then they lose whatever, 10%, 20% of people, but they gain 40% of the other people that might be the hardcore people that spend more money because of this, they're going to keep on going. And so though it might make some people feel really angry and frustrated, if there isn't a mass of people that are making an exodus, they're still going to keep on doing what they're doing to keep you there, even if it becomes a job, which may is I, May I offer an alternate game. theory? Yes. So my theory is this. Niantic, the company that makes Pokemon Go, are not a gaming company. They were originally the Google Maps team, and they got involved in that whole Google, Google stealing data scandal. And they were sort of sacrificed, but they were paid off. Like, Google has this bad history, and I want to get into this now, this bad history of paying off people uh, to, to deal with, with uh, publicity problems. And they, that was the money that let them make Niantic. So they were a mapping team who wanted to start bringing real-world augmented reality. So m my f feeling is... They haven't. They are moderately interested in game mechanics at best, but they have a puritanical religious uh, fixation with the science of random numbers and augmented reality. And they don't. They don't want to. They don't want to go off of that, even if it would be better for the game, because it would interfere with the math of it. 
fair and probably the data that's there might be worth more than the people that are playing the game. Well, retention always, like typically it's easier to keep a customer than it is to get, acquire a new one. Yes. And the number is now like they're making a lot of money because they're better. There's like these phases of business where in the beginning you're growing so much, like you're growing by adding more customers, but eventually you reach like a natural limit of customers. And so the only way to grow is to take more from those customers. Yes. So instead of getting like every new customer gives you a hundred bucks, how do I get 200 bucks from every customer? Right. And I feel like that's the stage we're in with like remote raid passes, but you can only buy them. Yeah. And so they're at the stage of exploiting more of existing customers rather than growing. And I think if they modified the rules a bit, they wouldn't like, there's this, they're supposedly adding this new game feature where you'll be rewarded for bringing people back to the game, like to get your friends to start playing again. Rather than that, I think it would behoove them to figure out why so many people leave um, and, and make the game actually more sticky. Yes, and, and more enjoyable to be able to play. Yeah. yeah. This wasn't even a topic. I just got off on a diatribe. I, I think that this is a really interesting thing about game mechanics, but also the reason that we will play a game or not play a game, right? Like, there there's certain things. Like, I like catching new things and looking through them, and I haven't played in so long. Every Pokemon it's is new, new right now. And Your I'm kids have said that. They don't like playing anymore because nothing is new. And for you, everything is new, so everything they, they like new. playing so on your account. It's a little bit, I, 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 that primal need of gathering, searching, and finding something and being excited about it. Yeah, um, that little dopamine reward hit yeah, when it says those new. Are yeah, those yeah. are really cool. Catching the egg that Renee does not have. That was very exciting <laughs> for me. I don't even know about it. I stopped paying attention. I didn't even know about it. I was so was put off. It yeah, was a red it was a red egg. egg. Didn't know. Um, but you said this before in discussions about gaming that, uh, and we talked about this a long time ago with in-app purchases. People will not pay ten dollars for a game, but we will pay a hundred dollars to have a better-looking farm than our than our friend. Yes. As we care about instant gratification and ego gratification. Yes, it's it's a the status on the hierarchy, right? You want to be looked at by everyone else as better than. Yes. And so we will spend money to be able to do that and feel quite good about that. Um, and the interesting part about like buying clothing or a skin, I, I totally get that. Like it's, it's not any benefit. It doesn't actually help me play any better. An emote. But I look better. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying doing, to I'm floss. Doing the floss. That was not, that's not the floss. That's not. That is not flossing. I'm not even, that was not a, that wasn't a floss. That was a grumpy floss. I don't think so. And do I don't the think Roger, that's a no, thing. No, don't. Cabbage patch. <laughs> Can't um, touch this. <laughs> um, but we want we want that, even though it doesn't help the game yeah. mechanics at all. So things that get us it better in the ego. game that will will like whatever kill more people, yeah. look better. Anything that increases our rank on the hierarchy works out really well, even if it doesn't help in any other area. And I have done that. I have bought things that are just. Superficial. I have like, I'm I have like fine three lucky, shiny, 100% Pokemon, and I make them my buddies just so people will see them, not, not even because it helps me, right. me get the rewards right. faster. Right, yeah. exactly. If I, if I have something that no one else has, then I, I place it. it as my, my pet or yes. we stick it onto a gym just so that I can say I have this even though it won't be good because I want everyone else to be like, oh my God. And I like that. I enjoy that, you know, because I don't play very much, but... Like Renee might have played my account, so like he like I get the secondary benefit. For raid, yeah. Sometimes we, sometimes your kids and I don't have enough people for raids. Yeah, so we, yeah. So and I you won't taken, join us. I get taken along. Yeah, you won't join us, so one of us will grab your right. phone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. and this like I said, this isn't even a topic. Uh, today we're talking about Apple going to war with a leaker. We are talking about whether technology can be helpful, harmful or both in terms of living a better life. Mm -hmm. And for our bonus topic, well, you'll just have to tune into Nebula to see. That's you'll have to see. We could have made this a bonus topic, but it was spur of the moment. 
It was spur of the moment, yeah. Mm. All right, but if you want to know more about game mechanics, let us know. Um, yeah. I find them endlessly fascinating because they really are like hacking the human, the, it's hacking the human programming to get people to, it's like an exploit almost. Yeah, I, I at some point, I think I, I anyways, I'll bring up my topic of, of okay. why, why characters look so dead. I'm definitely gonna do a psychology of video games. Yes. Why characters look so dead. Yeah. Online, virtual, AI. I would just love to know this, why I'm compelled to play them so damn always. Ah, uh, okay, I'll go through it. All right, so this is the podcast where we talk about- Oh, we didn't even do that Apple, yet. Micro we didn't even do it yet. Oh my God, yes. This is the podcast where we talk about the intersection of technology and psychology. Yes, Such as yes. Microsoft. Apple, Google, Facebook. Facebook. And how they affect our culture and our lives. Yeah, At least, begin. or if we talk about George's Pokemon fixation, one of the two. You just like that to bug me about it. Well, because it's not uh, Candy Crush. It's something new and unusual. That's true. It was like, uh, I, I, my last digression, but it, it was funny when we could still travel before the world started ending. I would always walk down the aisle in airplanes and see people playing Candy Crush on All iPad them. Pros. All like of them. so big. It was the world's biggest yes. Candy Crush machines. Yes, there's a lot of, again, it's just soothing, relaxing, mindless yes. kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's talk, so. I used to have a great how-to on that. Yeah, I think you still do. I think it's still popular. I, it's still pop, it's one of the top. Wait, yes. If you look for it, it's still candy up there. Candy Crush, yeah, how to cheat at Candy to, Crush. Yeah, ticks and tricks, <laughs> ticks, oh, tips and tricks. <laughs> so Apple has filed a lawsuit against a leaker. And by leaker, there's some, some people get this definition wrong, but people who publish videos and articles about Apple News, they aren't leakers, they're reporters. So like John Prosser, Mark Gurman, um, all uh, Ming, uh, Guo Mingqi, they're, they're all reporting. Yes. The people in the companies and supply chain who are giving them information, those are the leakers. So this was somebody who worked in materials design at Who's Apple. Who's already signed a non-disclosure. Well, he's like a, a full-on Apple Incorporated employee. Like he worked on the Mighty Mouse, the MacBook, uh, the Touch Bar, Things the that Butterfly. did so well for Apple. Oh, one of the comments in my video, I did a video about this yesterday. I did a dramatic <laughs> reading of the lawsuit because it was so, it wasn't written like in legal terms at all. Like. I, I, it felt to me like, you know, like one of Steve Jobs' early cadre wrote it. Right. Because it was so personal. Like the language was so non-legal. Yeah. Um, but one of the comments was, oh, he, he, he worked on the Mighty Mouse, the, uh, the touch bar, the butterfly keyboard, a couple of things. It goes, he's not a leaker. He's a criminal. <laughs> well played. Well played. I think that was Armand Doucette, I believe. I might be getting the name wrong. I apologize if I am. Yeah. Um, Great. But comment. yeah, so... Uh, Apple basically alleges, and all this is alleged because it's just a lawsuit. As far as we know, there's no criminal charges. Uh, no, there's no, there's not been any verdicts, no finding of facts. Yes. It's all it's alleged. It's really hard to, to. Well, I mean, well, as we'll see, that these were not master criminals either, which is what part of what makes it so funny. Um, but I'm going to give you the gist because I'm interested in the psychology here. So the gist is that he was talking to a reporter, and the reporter is not identified. It sounds like it's a trade publication reporter, like not a, not a YouTuber, not a podcaster, but someone who writes for traditional media and uh, in the United States, doesn't sound like it's anybody in Asia or anything. So, you know, big business publications or internet publications. And they were talking for a while back and forth because people at Apple often get approached. Um, and we've talked about psychology of leakers in a previous video, but this one specifically was interesting because he'd invested in a couple startups and he'd invested half a million dollars in a startup that made tile-like trackers. And then he saw a rumor, we presume on 9to5Mac because it was around that period where 9to5Mac saw strings in iOS that was talking about the, the, the new Find My Network and a new tiles-like product. 
And apparently, according to Apple's lawsuit, he reached out to this reporter to it could, because in a profanity-strewn way, because he was upset that Apple would enter a market that would hurt a startup that he was invested in. And I'm always interested in the excuses we make because like you said, we sign NDAs, yep. we know a certain behavior is wrong, yes. but human brains are endlessly good at rationalizing our behavior, making excuses, saying why we're victims and justified. And what do you think goes through people's minds when they move from loyal company employee to, oh no, oh no damn, you ain't doing this, and I'm calling a reporter. Right. Right. So, okay, so first is he broke the basic rule of how you deal when you are upset. And the rule is the same way if you were dealing with a wild animal, because that part of our brain, it's true, it's true. No, no. Okay. No time. Like a small wolverine, or are you talking about a feral dog? Are or you kidding? We cannot take on a wolverine. I'm sorry. We could totally take on an Ewok. I'm sorry. Okay. That was... They are puntable creatures, <laughs> but we can't take so on a wild ring. animal. Wild animal is no talk, no touch, no eye contact. So what he did, <laughs> you don't, don't do that. Don't do that. If you feel your body going like boom, 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 like your heart is racing, yeah. you're angry, you're frustrated. You don't call anyone. You don't text. You don't email. Do nothing. What I'm about tweet? Say it like, again. Do instantly tweet? Don't tweet. Don't tweet. Because <laughs> people tweet oh, so much when they're angry. Don't tweet. Don't tweet. Some people need to have social media, their accounts taken away from them. They need curators. <laughs> or Jim Dalrymple says their keyboard's taken away. They, they, they need, they'll find something else. They'll use their phone. No, they need to have all tech. They need yeah. to have a, a kill switch Especially on this. Especially if you're a CEO. No matter who you are, let's be honest, this comes back 10 years later to haunt yes. you. So when you are upset, you don't send anything. Just don't do anything. So Put what I do down. is I type it, then I delete it. Don't even type. Okay. You know what? Just by accident. You could, because by mistake, yep. you might send it. Yeah. You might say, you know what? I'm sending it anyways. That's because true. in that moment, our limbic system, the part that is that primal, it's smooth. You know how they talk about koalas, how koalas are non-intelligent? Because yeah. they have just smooth, flat brains. Like, out of all creatures, they like they can't understand a, an a eucalyptus, which is the only food that it eats. If it's on the ground, they cannot recognize it. So they could starve to death filled with eucalyptus Hit leaves me. all around them. Me. That part, That part of our brain is flat unintelligent about the intelligence of a three-year-old. When okay. we get upset, frustrated, angry enough, it shuts off our working memory. So now we end up with, we become these, these. and if you've ever seen koalas attack, they're actually vicious. They look all cute, but then they become no, they demon monsters. They're, they're, well, they're like teeth, Lady Deathstrike. They're, they're scary, scary creatures. Yeah. They're carrying around STDs like these. What? Oh yeah, no, almost all koalas have chlamydia. Oh God. Not even kidding. <laughs> How did they catch it? I don't no, want to know. I'm sorry, I'm not. Where did we, where did this, did this, where did this podcast go? Turn this podcast around. around. We're driving home right now. So, don't let that part of your brain you know, drive the rest Chlamydia of you. Chlamydia Koalas is going to be the title of my episode. I love it. Please, oh, we'll please be put that I'm not going to do it. We'll be demonetized so fast. Uh, that's fine. Um, it won't harm us at all. The clap for koalas. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, and clap. Hashtag. <laughs> Clap for koalas. They don't do it. Them. Please don't do that. <laughs> How many people are oh, this podcast this one, is the worst. This one I'm going to be reading all this the comments. This is a one-star review you know episode podcast. Have, oh, yeah. We're going to get a whole bunch yeah. of angry. Yeah. I was re listening to this podcast in the car with my children. We'll quickly change the name. I have to. It'll be a different podcast to, by morning. I have to explain. All right. So, sorry. So, sorry. Uh, you become wild animals when you're angry. Yeah. yeah. It, it shuts off that part of your brain and you just go limbic, which you're just not intelligent. And... 
it sounds like that's what happened to this person is that they vented off, they reached out because they felt attacked. Well, they wanted them investigated. Like, they're like, you need to find out about this rumor for me. And the reporter's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to need, I'm gonna need something from you. And in the end, they became the story. And Well, yeah, because the reporter came back and said, well, I need you to find out about Project X, which we kind of think is the AR and VR project because that following the timeline, that's the big Apple secret story right. that came out. Right. So it became prid quo, prid quid pro quo, Mr. Powers. Yes. So yeah, so they did so that. So made him vulnerable. A, being angry, he, being he set angry, himself up for future exploitation. Up. And you know, like it's it's like when we have beer goggles, or we're not like it just shuts off the prefrontal cortex. Yeah. It shuts off the part of your brain that deals with consequences to actions. So we just act, and that's why having like they say the the best way to to make sure that you don't use a gun or a knife on someone is make sure it's not close to you when you're really angry. Well, in most cases, we're not burned by the gun or the knife. It's our phone yes. that is our downfall. Phones because are forever. When we are upset, we're going to send something out, and if you're really famous, you have enough people that someone screens shotted it yeah. you can't even delete it it's yeah. it's there forever and well they use like court like court it can only be used to condemn you you send yes. out a thousand sweet wonderful heart-filled tweets and then you have one moment of anger frustration uh, like we've all been there but we're just not famous enough that anyone cares yes. to catch Most us, of us in have it. been there you know my, oh renee has never but I definitely have. I'm Scottish. I can totally. But see, the, the part of this where that, where like, because this isn't about social media, but they use, like, he used his Apple owned and managed devices well, to I, do I it. So Apple, I, but like, those are, Apple can go into those devices. It's yes, like, that's I where I said it's true. not a master yes. criminal. It's like, didn't even have a burner phone, didn't conduct this off band. It's like opening up my Apple iPhone where all my messages are recorded and sending yes. you this. Stuff. And I'm going to attack Apple, the people that have yeah. access to. You know. So they're just but, going through his stuff and seeing all the things that I he did. But I think that they thought that it would be private when they're talking to a reporter who reports on leaks. On your burner again, phone. Not that I'm giving you instructions, but on your burner phone, in your Signal account, off band, like things that... But still, you're talking to someone in real life that could be recording this. Yes. Like, yeah, no, totally uh, true. Yeah. Like, you can't expect someone that already leaks other stuff and they're going to be loyal to you. Like, yeah. it just doesn't make any logical sense, but I don't think that they were in a logical place. No. And probably afterwards, when they realized their faux pas, they probably felt horrified. See, that I don't know. I don't know because there's an aspect of utter shamelessness to this that I find intriguing. Okay. So uh, he agreed to get information about Project X, and then he ultimately resigned from Apple in late 2019. But as he resigned, the reporter asked, can you get me those papers? And he's like, yep, yeah, I'll try. And then he goes to a meeting about Project X after he's resigned when his boss told him not to because he wanted to get more information. After he resigned, he asked for access to be disclosed on additional secret projects that he had no business reason for. And then the night that he was leaving, he used his Apple ID to log into the network and download more. There's an, there's like, I was joking in my video, the size of the air, no, never mind the size of the AirPods on this guy. These are like full on HomePod Mac Pro sized, like shamelessness and what he was willing to do to get information, maybe just for this reporter, maybe for the new company he was going to, which is a vendor that sells to Apple, which is crazy pants to me as well. Just Georgia, there's like shameless turtles all the way down. <laughs> shameless turtles. Shameless turtles. I don't think that's a thing. They're I out like of their it. shell. Like don't de-shell. So, what, so again, so like, it's like those people who steal office supplies, they say like that's one of the biggest crimes because they feel like the company owes them something. Right. And this to me has that, like, he felt jilted maybe or in, or, or in some way created a situation where 
he felt like he was like he was entitled to do this. Right. And if you like how they talk about how, you know, the more comfortable you get with someone, it breeds contempt. Yeah. So sometimes when you work for a company, you've given all of these things, they're coming after what you believe is your rightfully owned piece. It can become messy. Um, but the other piece to this is how angry and visceral the court documents were also. This seemed personal also yes. on Apple's side. But they which do is that. Another... Like, remember the Android thing? Android is trying to destroy. Like, I think that's a very Steve Jobs thing about Apple. Well, and we've had Facebook do the same. Th like, we've had other yeah. companies do it. But Apple recently, like we not Steve, June, Steve Jobs. Steve yeah. Jobs, well, let's just say it. He, he, he was his own he, worst enemy. He would say stuff that you probably shouldn't stay in a time when people didn't really call yeah. you out on it. But he'd get angry. He went shutting yeah. off the entire... You know, yeah, um, turn off your MiFi's. If you don't turn off your MiFi's, Johnny, they're not I'm turning off your MiFi's. I'm so angry about this, Johnny. The entire conference is yes, going to end. I'm turning this conference around right, right now. We, which we knew and expected, but Apple since then has been much more controlled in yes. their reactions. Yes. But they also seemed quite viscerally upset by the betrayal. Yes. Which again shocks me in that they took this personally. Like this was. And is it personally or are they trying to send a message because they've had issues with leakers like recently? Okay, so so personally, and I'll tell you why I believe it's personally. Because if they just wanted to send a message, a proper legal doc that just would came like out chilling. with lawyer speak yeah. would, would be doing it. Just by trying to prosecute someone, other people will say, ah, maybe I don't want to do that, yeah. right? It's well, kind of like the Vlad the Impaler yeah. way of dealing with... <laughs> Um, discourse, discussion, yes. and yeah, you put know. everyone's head on a spike, and yeah, and maybe less... other people will be like, you know people what, people wear their heads so right. frivolously. Yeah, <laughs> that we won't deal with that. But just taking the yeah. taking it to court would have made um, that would have made an example yes. to everyone else that wants to, you know, yeah. break their NDA, talk to reporters. But the language that they reprehensible, used, how horrible! Yeah. The language that they used seemed very casual, visceral and angry, which I think actually goes against their point. Like, it makes them look less like a calm, calculated, you know, company, and more like, this is personal, I want to go after you, and I was hurt. Yeah, well, they, they believe which that it's ongoing, that he's still giving, that he still fair, has this information and fair, they want it back. Fair, but I think that Apple as a company should be much more careful and curating what comes out from them, because, like, I don't know, when you deal with like, you know, Epic and we deal with Facebook and these visceral, angry responses, it makes me think less of the company because they're okay. not in control. And anyone that is not in control makes me question their judgment. Was it written to get, because like I did a dramatic reading of it. It was like, and I wouldn't do that of a normal lawsuit because they're too boring. Yes. Um, was it maybe designed to get attention like that, to be more shareable and sociable in a, in a more social media world? Maybe. I don't know if, like, again, court cases get only so much traction, and um, I, I don't. Like, was I it a message to the to media try to, to try to get more people to be able to cover it? Yeah, or not cover it, but to be interested in it, so that that message of you know we'll come after you is further spread. I, I don't know because I don't know if Apple really likes the idea of them looking like they're an emotional, not really in control company. I don't know if that benefits them. 
um, you know, for a message for, you know, how many people will actually leak. They're already in the company. This has already gone through. There's probably been a well, message a to everyone that works. Like, it was like all of our teams work so hard. They give up nights and weekends and they do it for the surprise and delight of our customers. And when people leak features, like that's not something you see, you'd normally put in a... That's what I think though. I think that it was aimed at the workers of Apple. Yeah. Like specifically at them, which that came out and would go out to everyone already. So that I do believe. Well, they did a memo last time about yes. the leaks and people they fired, and then the person who leaked the stuff that got the person people fired leaked the memo about the people getting yes. fired. Yes, but that does send a chilling effect yeah. to everyone else that's working there. But to put it also in the the court case, like viscerally, I don't know if that actually benefits Apple. Yeah, I don't know because it's only their company members that they really want to make sure li like listen to this and deal with it. Um, and the people that report on it, this actually benefits them greatly. People are like, oh, I want to find out what was leaked. What's the information? This is really interesting. It gives a little bit of the Streisand effect. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's certainly dramatic. Like, it is, it is way more dramatic than these things usually are because Apple has gone through these lawsuits before. Like, they had someone, I believe, who left the company's automation, like their autonomous driving, and went to another company and was accused of bringing secrets, and they just filed lawsuits. You know, it, wasn't, yeah. it didn't get anywhere nearly this attention. No, so I guess we'll see. Yeah. See where it ends. Yeah. All right. So, um, hmm. I don't know how to deal with these things, Georgia, but I've found that there is a series of online tips that I'm starting to go through that were published on a YouTube channel you might be familiar with. Might be familiar. And I have issues with them. And I'm going to use this as a forum to air my grievances, even though it's not Festivus. So you're doing, can you explain what you're doing first? Okay. So I'm doing a 30 day you know, beat anxiety's tail challenge just to help us live better. And it's like a daily 20 to 30 seconds. And we go through different tips of things okay. that we can do to live better, live less anxiety-filled lives. Did you say beat anxiety's tail because you didn't want to say kick anxiety's ass? Yes. Okay. I did. All right. You know, to make because sure this is forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, and today's one is... Um, oh, I don't, it's not just today. It's the entire okay. series I have okay. issue with. Okay. So, like, today's one is especially egregious because you're telling me to put down my tech for a minute. Right. Do that right after and the podcast, And you're not my tech though. dad. <laughs> In this case, I am. Uh, all right. So, here's, a, here's the part where I think I... As confused is the wrong word. Conflicted, maybe. I'm not sure. You can tell me. Because we're getting so many messages now about, like, on one hand, we're getting more and more products like Fitbits and Apple Watches and sleep trackers and all the stuff that's quantitative life, which just means that they're, they're tracking data about our existence in the hopes that we can use that data to make more informed decisions. Right. But at the same time, especially in 2020 and going into 2021, we're spending so much time with our technology. And some of that interferes. Like, I have a sleep app on my watch and my phone, but you know, if I use my watch and my phone, I'm clearly not sleeping and maybe it can affect my sleep quality. Uh, and you know, put down technology, like that's a tip that I'm watching on YouTube to tell me to put down, like how do I reconcile or what is the goal of this or how do I balance these things? I think that if you use this for information and for learning, I think technology can be very beneficial. Um, at a certain level, you can go through even information overload or what are you reading? Does it make your life, how do you feel? What does it do? And are you actually going to, was that an anxiety breath? Or no, are you just tired? You no. haven't been sleeping enough. I know. Didn't do I, well, the sleep I, one. I, I posted my sleep thing. It was Did ridiculous. It was yeah. It was yeah. like four or five. Although it said that I was sleeping longer than I was in bed and that confused a lot of people. And I just think the data was bad because a couple nights my watch ran out of battery. 
Uh, so just guesstimated. Yeah. Yeah. So we we want to be able to be aware of it. So I think that technology be, can be very beneficial. I think that technology, if we took the good and the bad technology, has made our lives better. I think that it's still a net positive. But if I had the self-control, maybe I wouldn't need the technology. <laughs> well, the problem is that the technology hits our primal level. We are become more and more addicted to technology. And technology, in a lot of ways, pre-chews our food for us. Yes. Which we think will give us more time. And theoretically, it should, right? Like, if you're, you know, learning about something, it's often easier to learn through a video or an animation or seeing something than it is from reading a textbook. Often, that is a faster, more efficient method of dealing with it, right? And that's why I'm doing these little tiny short tips. It's like, who couldn't spend 20 seconds yeah. in their day to do one thing? So hopefully a lot of people can do just one thing to make their life better. Just to be clear, right? they're on your YouTube channel and your Instagram. Yes. Because like me, you're using Instagram and Pokemon again. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, ah. I'll kind of go through the, the push and the pull of, of what so, that happens. What's worse for me is that they're, they're also gamified in a way that makes it more likely for me to use them. But I feel like that's just feeding into my tech addiction in general. Yes. And that's the problem, is that it, it creates this dopamine. We get a little bit of a dopamine hit when we read a story a that data. makes us... I have charts. I have pie graphs. But what, what the cost is, is that you're not listening to your body, right? Like, that's the piece that I really hate about technology, is that, well, my... And I have people tell me this all the time. They go, well, my phone told me that I slept eight hours, so I should be feeling okay. Yes. And I'm like... I don't care. I feel worse. I don't care. How do you feel when you wake up? That's Are smart. you rested? Are you happy? Is your brain feeling calm and you can put, retrieve and pull information effortlessly? If not, something is not okay. And that's the piece is that we're starting, these become like the gateway drug that they become like our parents for us. So we don't listen to ourselves now. No. It's my phone told me to go to sleep. Yes. My phone told me to go and to exercise. It tells me yeah. when I should stand up or I should drink more water. And that bothers the hell out of me because I'm like, now we're not even listening to our own body. It's like when our parents, I'm gonna go on a small diatribe. But we're ignoring our bodies at the same yes. time. It's like when we're young, our parents now make us force feed us to eat don't do that to your children. They force feed us to eat so we don't listen to our body and we just finish what's on the plate. And then later in life, we have to say, oh, don't eat this. Are you hungry to eat that? But we've already trained out that skill. And if that part of your brain is not used, it will atrophy and die. Not literally, but figuratively, yes. So we need to My rewire. My phone just told me to drink water. Sorry. I'm listening, but my phone told me to drink water. You planned that. No. Um, and that bothers me. So I think that that, it's supposed to be there to be helpful, but first thing we should do is actually just, am I thirsty? People often have lost the thought of I'm thirsty or hungry. So I get uh, thirsty, but then I'm just going to finish this thing, and that I'm going to finish this thing ends up being three hours later. Well, let's say it, because technology is so addicting. Yes. It's so much fun. And if you look on the, the studies with rats, right, they have like a little tiny electrode that went to their dopamine center, and then they had food and water next to them. And they pressed one button for food and water, which they need to survive, and they pressed another button for a dopamine hit. All the rats starved to death happily hitting their dopamine hits. We're no different. We are on technology for way too long, and so we're doing much less than we should do. 
and we're forgetting about the basic structures of who we are as a person. And so that's why today's challenge, well, for those that are doing today's challenge, it's to put away your tech for a period of time and see what happens. Yeah, you're gonna be bored. Yeah, you're gonna go through some withdrawal. It's gonna feel a little weird. We feel naked with our, our technology because now this has been as ubiquitous, ubiquitous to who we are as a person as you know, your underwear or, you know, whatever, a hat, I don't know, whatever you wear every day, um, it becomes part of our person. So that's a problem. Yeah. And I think that, you know, parasitic relationship that we have with our tech needs to be cut. The other stuff I think is wonderful and great. If you're learning about things, expanding your brain, making your life better, trying something out, fabulous but then you need to spend some time in the day where you are not using tech or have so, tech on somewhere in the house are you are you i'm just want to make sure i understand this properly are you suggesting that our technology is simultaneously infantilizing us and then helicopter parenting us at the same time yes okay i'm listening see you are listening. You are listening. <laughs> so but when we are the from... ones that are doing this to ourselves. It's not really the tech that's doing it. It's us. The tech is, let's, let's say they, they programmed it to make it as addictive as possible so that we stay on it because they want to make as much profit. Fair. But we're allowing it to. Yeah. So this is a, so I look at them as tools and I always feel like tools, um, you know, and I'll spoil a little bit about my Nebula uh, bonus topic in a second here, but like tools have no alignment. You know, like they're neutral and yeah. we can use them for good or for evil, you know, for chaos or for law. And they're providing these tools. It's just like I used to remember every phone number and I don't remember a single. I don't remember my phone number no, anymore because I'm they're usually all in the my one, phone. I'm usually the one that because I still dial. Yeah, you made a point of always dialing in phones because you I didn't want to become reliant on your phone. OK, well, I'm not going to say that that's really why I did it. I was just it was it was what I used to do. And so I, I'm very pattern oriented. So I just kept on doing what I do. But when people ask you for your phone number, I'm usually the one that says your phone. Number. Yeah, I have no idea what my phone number I'm is. I have no idea what your phone number this. is. And I'm I'm dyslexic with numbers. So like that's I remember a email addresses now because you still have to see them when you put them into a mail program. Like they're visible to you, um, right. so I tend to remember those, or I remember enough that I can start typing them in to see the hint of the person. Right. Because the interface is different. This it's really is you just tap the person's face and it dials them, and that means I've let that go. And I don't know if that's bad or if that's just a hint at our cybernetic future because like we have external cybernetics in our watches and phones now that'll eventually be, you know, or people say Google assisted memory too because we don't yeah. have to remember anything. We can just look it up. Which is great because we have access to more information at our fingertips than we ever had in libraries before. But it also means that we've given up a lot of the basic retention we used to have right. before. Well, it always, you know, if we, we go through this as an apocalyptic journey, <laughs> you know, when the robot apocalypse comes over yes. and we can't use our technology because all of the technology inside of us is hacked, the few people that actually know these skills that are essential life skills will be the ones that run the world. The robot Siri, Georgia, we're in no danger. Oh no, We're even no I have danger. my Neato vacuum cleaner and it just it, yeah. it just kept on cleaning the same two spots and yeah. we were like this is it's still far away. Still and then we see big boy robot coming I at us. I used to believe I used to believe for a hot minute that artificial that that whole thing about us being an organic bootloader for an artificial intelligence that would supplant and replace us that that was our great filter. Now I believe that unlike the dinosaurs, which were destroyed by a meteor from the heavens, we are going to go out in a blazing comet of our own stupidity. Yeah, 
Yeah, but it, we'll I just become so helpless. People, so helpless. That don't <laughs> most people believe that? Like most no, movies? Every, no, they, they no? believe that it's always like some external force that's going to destroy us. I, I believe it really is our own stupidity. Yeah, I've, I've always thought it will be we us. Live in an, and it, we live in a time of unparalleled wonders, technology, information. Yes. And the anti-science movement has never been bigger. Yes. But like, we're going to dumb ourselves into oblivion. Yes, and we could feed everyone. We have yes. enough food to be able to feed everyone. Yeah, but we not don't. force feed them because that would be helicopter parenting. Right. All right, so Georgia, if someone wants to, yeah, they should absolutely go to your channel. They should go to your Instagram or your YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Georgia Dow, instagram.com slash Georgia underscore Dow. Look at the daily challenges. I'm doing them. I'm posting what I'm doing on Twitter so that I can be part of the process. But how should we approach them and how much tech should we or should we not be using to approach them? Well, you want to see how addicted you are to your technology. So I would just say, like, one, look at how you feel after you use technology. Do you feel good in the day? The thing with technology is that not only does it make your, your perception of time smaller, so if you're on technology, it feels like time has kind of gone away from you. So spending less time on tech actually makes your day feel longer. You're probably going to be more creative. It's better for your brain. Because you're so bored. It feels like it's taking forever. It's like, when can I use my but tech again? When can I use my tech again? Yes, but we will, you'll go through that withdrawal, which is healthy for our brain, and we become more creative we'll do other things, we'll do hobbies. People are doing less now. We have more access, yet we do less because we're filling all of our time, not with a hobby or building something or learning a skill, but with mindlessly searching the web yeah. for another dopamine hit, you know? And how many cat videos can you have? Like, I'll just say it, they're happy and wonderful, but how many cat videos can well, you say? Well, if they're playing a, a piano, it's just never a limit. Well, there we go. There yeah. we go. It's true. I understand that. Um, so you want to see how you feel and then just cut it down by, I would just say everyone try out if you can go without tech for 15 minutes of purposeful behavior when you don't have anything else to do. So the program in general then how, because you do an introduction on it, but it's like all of these are shorts or YouTube shorts or Instagram reels. And I think maybe they'll even be TikTok talks eventually. Yeah. Um, how do you suggest we do them? Like uh, start wherever you every want. Day. Do one a day, and then try that one out. And okay. if you can do the other ones and add on to it, that's better. But if you start on, it doesn't really matter. If you start on day seven, start on day seven, and then go all the way through, and then start day one, two, and three. You know, and it's stuff like eat healthier, get more sleep, go for I a walk. I tried to do things that would be almost effortless okay. and within fifteen minutes of work. That's it. That's all I'm asking for, and I can't guarantee you, but can your life will be better these are things that will make your life better and have worked for thousands of other people so start it today and why not live better like why play life on hard mode make your life <laughs> better stop doing stupid stuff why do we do this to ourselves oh, because we're humans and that's our great filter exactly so just and no spoilers along. but at some point we might find out about your juggling hobby you might find out about my juggling hobby can't wait so again, Georgia, where can people find all of this? Uh, Georgia Dow slash YouTube. I can do this. YouTube slash Georgia Dow. Yes, that's almost. It. That's it. Was that? No, it's not. Well, there's a dot com in there. Ah, oh, damn, I was in. Um, or you can check out, you can send me an email, Georgia at westmounttherapy.com. And if you're dealing with anxiety and depression, anxiety-videos.com. Renee, where can people find out more about you? YouTube.com slash Renee Ritchie, where I do a dramatic reading of Apple's very dramatic very dramatic filing with, mood, very with like, dramatic. mood music and everything. I Ooh. I went through and I was looking for like uh, crime drama music and it's very like, the first one to me sounded very Doctor Strange theme which I love, the theme from the Doctor Strange movie. Um, and then the second one. Did you start it out with like Law and Order? No, but I do have a lot of, you didn't watch it yet? 
I did. I watched. I was just trying to. No, there is a lot of order reference in there. Uh, there's a couple dum dums. Um, but then I saw that like the others, the other head, the other songs that suggested from the same composer were the mole, and the tracking, and it all kind of fit together really perfectly. Nice. Yeah. So you can find that at YouTube.com/slashRenéRichie or me at YouTube at uh, Twitter.com/RenéRichie. And if you are watching, listening, listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please scroll to the bottom, leave a review, leave a rating. It helps more people find us because it gives Apple, it's all algorithms, it gives Apple a signal that you're interested in it, and then they try to find more people that are interested. And if you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment. Uh, if you're going to stay with us for Nebula, we have a bonus topic. If you're not into Nebula yet, super easy to get started. Just go to curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk, you can sign up there. I think it's like less than $15 a year, not even a month. I think like Netflix costs you 15 bucks a month now. And you get Curiosity Stream, all their documentaries, all their series, plus all the Nebula videos, ad free, sponsor free, a lot of them with bonus content like this podcast every damn week. Can I say damn in a, pod, in a I sponsor? I think we've said worse. Okay, all right. Maybe we'll be held accountable soon Lons enough. So just go there, sign up, and uh, enjoy. And thank you so much for watching and for listening.